You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, hosted by MiddleTennesseeMusic.com. Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011. Head on over to our website to find more music, as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe, where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more. You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, episode number 99, and today we have this exclusive interview with Katie Ferrara, which originally aired as a video on our YouTube channel. So thanks to Chris and Katie for sending us those sweet, sweet 4K resolution video files for us to use. You can find that on youtube.com slash M-I-D-T-N music. Now, unfortunately, I voiced over the questions I asked Katie in this podcast and the audio quality is very poor. Um, I wasn't in the studio. Sorry about that. It's all my fault, but we're just going to run with it. If you want to see a um, the awesome interview, just go to our YouTube channel or go to the website and you'll find it there. So, Enough of me. Let's get to Katie and her new EP, Dreamcatcher. Now, Katie's a folk pop singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles, but she'll talk about that in, a, in the interview. <clears throat> excuse me, in the interview. So let's get to it. Joshua Smotherman, MiddleTennesseeMusic.com, Mid Tennessee Podcast, Episode 99. Hey, Katie, where are you from, and what style of music do you create? Um, I am a singer-songwriter from Los Angeles, California, and my genre is folk pop. What led you down this path of music? Um, I've I've always just been around musicians. So growing up, um, my mom was a musician. She had guitars around the house, and I I picked up one and tried to play, and that kind of was really inspiring just to, to be around a musical family. She played and my brother played drums and then when I got to college I just I naturally just hung around musicians. I would just like go to meetings and play in different bands and um, play guitar in my free time. What motivates you to stay the course? I just knew that I always wanted to, to sing and this was something that you know, I, I wanted to do this from a, an early age, and I never really like pursued it fully until I, I graduated college. I, I didn't have that that commitment of being in school and you know focusing on you know practical things like making money. <laughs> That's the hard thing about being in music. It's that when you're such a creative person, it's not always easy to think about the business side of things. So. You know, motivating myself to, to stay in music, I kind of, um, I had to find a way for it to work um, practically for me. And um, one of the ways that I did that um, was just meeting other musicians and, and, and having that support network from other people. Because I think a lot of people don't have that. They, they create something and they put it out on the internet and they hope that people like it. And for me, 
when I really started um, just connecting with local talent, like in LA or wherever I was living, um, having the support of, of other people going through the same thing, it really helped me stay on track. You know, I would co-write with people or I would, um, you know, sing on people's tracks. And, and after a while, just meeting so many people, um, it just helped me stay motivated because they, they gave me support with whatever I was doing and then I would support them with whatever they were doing. Who or what influences your creativity? Well, I, I would say, like, as a singer-songwriter, like, every, every singer-songwriter writes about relationships. <laughs> about love and, you know, all the messed up things that are happening in their love life. But, like, alright, I'm feeling like crap, so I'm going to write a song about this right now. And it's, it's a really great way to have that emotional release, you know, in a way of expressing yourself. That, that's, you know, one of the main things that, that really inspires uh, my creativity and, and my music is just is taking like whatever's happening around me and putting that in song form. Um, and then also, you know, just having life experience, like traveling or, you know, um, anything, anything that's different, like going out of the ordinary, um, going to a different place in town or, or watching a movie that's like, I don't know, really romantic or really or funny or, you know, watching something on TV or, or seeing a piece of artwork. A lot of, a lot of things inspire me. Just sometimes you have to find that inspiration inside of yourself. It doesn't always come naturally, you know. There's times in my life where I'm not in a relationship and then I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to write about anything if I don't have anything going on and so I think about you know the other things happening like you know the trees outside <laughs> nature being in nature going going off by yourself and having an artist date <laughs> you know um, I, I think what's what's really inspiring is is being alone a lot of people don't spend enough time alone is there any specific artist or influence that drives you to be better? I really like, there's a, there's a local artist, um, her name is Nico, and when I was in college, I, I would go on MySpace and I would listen to her music all the time, and um, I just liked how um, just raw and, but also very, um, she's very down to earth, and I felt like her career path and just her style of singing and, and style of playing, it it just it was something that I connected. I felt like I was like her, and I and I always wanted to make music like her. So um, I, I feel like I've, I've always just followed you know her journey, and I actually got to meet her at Hotel Cafe. <laughs> this was this was like two years ago. I went to see her play. Um, yeah, when I when I saw her play, it just that, that's another thing, when you see one of your favorite artists live, you're like, man, that really inspires you to, to make music and, and be like them. So, yeah, I, I love Miko. I love Joni Mitchell. I, my mom would always play her music growing up. Um, and what I really like about her music is that it's, it's just free thought. She doesn't stick to any sort of, like, structure in her, her music, it's, it's um, I mean, there is a structure, but 
it's very open and it's like she's thinking of of things and there's no there's no boxes she's just writing whatever she feels and and i feel like the style is it's very inspired by rhythms and that's something that really inspired my songwriting like my first ep like click of the clock like when i wrote that song um i was listening to a lot of jenny mitchell at the time <laughs> and um it was the, the rhythm of the guitar and the strumming that really inspired the melody in that song. And I, that's something that I noticed with, with Joni Mitchell's music. It's, it's like, it can get really rhythmic at times she plays in a lot of open tunings. And I, I, I'm inspired by a lot of open tunings because I feel like um, it's just easy to come up with cool chords and progressions and, and you can just make up something and it just sounds good in, in, in open tuning as opposed to like playing in standard and you have like, you know, your singer-songwriter chord shapes, like G, C, D, like that can get boring after a while. And when you play like in an open tuning, the sound of the guitar and the, and the ringing of the guitar, it, it just opens up so much more musically. Were you trying to accomplish anything specific on this new release? my new release, I feel like I have more defined folk pop sounds. I really thought about um, the production and the message that I wanted to say in my songs. And I thought about putting out an album that has a, a theme to it. It's called Dreamcatcher. And it kind of relates to how I was feeling last year about, you know, being in music, you are constantly going after this thing that you can't see. You're, you're, you're trying to, to make your dream a reality and every time you latch on to something, it doesn't last very long. You have to go for the next thing and then the next thing and, and to keep, keep the flow going. And I just felt like I was chasing after this thing and as I was going after it, I didn't realize like, oh, I'm, I'm living my dream right now. I'm, I'm doing music full time. And, and so that kind of came out in the, the songwriting, the like Jackets, for example. Um, that was actually, well, that was a song that I had started a while ago and I rewrote it. And I thought about the meaning behind that song and I thought, you know, this isn't necessarily about like a relationship. This is about following your passions and not giving up and, and not feeling guilty for, for going after something that you, you've always wanted to do. And I, I think for a lot of people, like in their 20s especially, like this is like a major time when, you know, we're, we're figuring ourselves out and what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And that song kind of just reflects the idea that, you know, you can, you can try and, and please the person in, in the relationship that you're with, but at the end of the day, you have to do what, what you're meant to do, what your gift is, and, and for me, that, that was music, so that came out in that song. Um, I Want You is a song about just being yourself, you know, in a relationship or um, just with anybody, um, and that's, that's really important to, you know, going after what you're passionate about. You can't, you can't fake it. <laughs> you gotta be authentic. Um, One Wish is, is about not having regrets. Um, and that's funny, because when I was writing that song, it was actually inspired by um, 
I was thinking about what I was, what I w- would say to my kids if, if I were old and dying. Like, <laughs> what would I say to my kids? Um, I was thinking about my grandparents and and, and something that my my grandparents told to me. Um, they they're you know saying that you should you should live while you can. Is when you're old, we don't have time left. And so that song. Yeah, it's living without regrets. Um, in your arms, that's that's the opening track on the, the CD. Um, that song is about um, you know that I, that feeling of security that you get being with somebody, um, and and wanting that security. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay in one place. You can you can have that wherever you are. So. I, I thought about all those songs, and, and um, the title Dreamcatcher just came to mind. And um, I just decided to name the EP that because just everything's tied together. Bonus track is Whisper to Me. That's just a really sexy song. <laughs> Does that mean say that? It's a, it's, a, it's a fun song. It's, um, you know, I, I thought about it like if I had something to say to somebody to let them know that everything's going to be all right. And I, I think, you know, when you're really going after what you want, it's it's scary because, you, you know, you might, you might fail at what you're doing. And, and so I just wanted to write a song that's just calming, you know, letting somebody know that it's okay. Hey, like, you can, you can go after your dreams and, and I'm always going to be there. So that kind of ties into the the rest of the, the EP. How is this different from your previous release? And tell us about your Kickstarter campaign. With my previous releases, um, like I said, um, my my sound now, I really want to touch on this part, but my sound now is a more defined folk pop, whereas before I didn't really have like a specific sound, and I, I just put out my EPs before and didn't really think about the marketing side or think about, you know, who I am as an artist. I didn't I didn't really know. I was still discovering that. And I think with this release, I'm really more defined as a folk pop artist. Um, and also I've engaged with my audience a little bit more. So um, in order to create this this CD, I, I did a Kickstarter. And I, I basically, I, I got camera and I got the help of some of my friends and, and we shot it in my car. I drove around LA and I had my friend Jossie film me the whole time. And um, I, I rented a lens and just a little bit of equipment and I in, interviewed um, my producer, Patrick Joseph. And uh, I, I created a story out of um, this, this trip that I took in my car to engage people a little bit. and. And from that, this story of, of the EP came about, and um, I was I was really able to, to show people, you know, this is the background of an artist. This is the behind the scenes. This is what an artist does every day to make their dreams a reality. I'm, I'm busking. I'm out, outside every day, just playing and you know trying to make a living that way. Um, I showed scenes from. My, my previous gigs, like at Room 5, and Room 5 was open. I did um, a single release show last year, so I had a, a few scenes in there. And the Kickstarter is really great because it, it, it 
gave people um, a, a connection to the the background of, of my music, who I am as an artist, and I think that's something that people didn't really see in my previous releases. It, I just put my music up randomly, and they, they didn't get to know me as an artist. And and the Kickstarter is really a way for people to get to know Katie. Who is she? You know, we've been following her on social media. We've we've seen pictures of her. Okay, who is this person, and why should we support her? Do you face any challenges in the digital age, and has technology helped? So the challenges as an artist in the digital age, I would say the thing that most musicians complain about is that, well, how am I supposed to make a living off my music when people can just get it for free? Like, they can listen to it for free on Spotify, or go on YouTube, or they can go on Pandora. How am I supposed to um, make money doing music in in this age that we live in. Before, you know, you had to get signed to a record label in order to have any sort of exposure as an artist. The record labels would control, um, you know, who, who heard your music, what, um, what audiences heard your music. They would control when your CD would come out. And they still do that now, but I, I think the really great thing about technology now is that, well, the artist has all that control. And I, I feel like if, you find a way to use technology to your advantage, you can basically grow a following online and you can engage people in the way that you want to as opposed to like relying on somebody to make things happen for you. So, you know, now it's very easy for an independent musician to really become successful in the, the industry. Um, and, and that's if they know how to do it. So, you know, like I said, there's there's so many tools available to artists. Like you can be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube. You can be on Spotify. You can be on. I mean, it's great. Like there's so many there's so many ways to gain exposure. So I know some people they focus on YouTube and all they do is make YouTube videos and um, they monetize these videos. So you know you could spend let's say like a period of like six months to a year planning out videos and putting them out like every two weeks or every week, however often you want to do it. And over time you grow this following. And then after you have people engaged, then you offer them something. And that's a really great way to, to sell your music. You know, before you, you didn't have that. You can think about the, the internet or, um, you know, social media. To me, I, I see it as, as a commercial. You're creating mini commercials kind of. <laughs> You're creating, um, like, on Instagram. Instagram is such a great way to not only network, um, but to put up just, like, samples of your music. Video is a really great tool for people just to, to hear you. They wouldn't normally hear you, um, like, say you're living in London, Someone in London isn't going to be able to hear someone from LA just being there. They can go online, say they're searching for a hashtag, and then they stumble across your music. Well, then you've just made a new fan. You know, it's, it's a really great way to broaden your audience. And then once you figure out, okay, who's, who's listening to my music, then you can kind of figure out ways to, to engage them a little bit more. Can you tell us more about your experiences using Periscope for live stream? Not just Periscope. I mean, Periscope is, is just one of the platforms, but there's also an app called Busker, 
and there's also Basque.co, there's YouNow, um, there's Facebook Live, and something I've noticed is is that okay, all these these different sites they're creating um, a way for people to live stream, and through live streaming, you can get people to tip you on the platform. So if somebody likes what they're doing, um, they're able to support an artist there and then. You don't have to wait, like, you know, for a CD to come out. Before everything was centered around the release of a CD. And, you know, I'm releasing a CD right now, but that's not the only thing that I'm doing. I'm, I'm live streaming, you know, several times a week and meeting new people and providing content. Everything is content-based now, so. As an artist, I wouldn't necessarily um, discredit, you know, CDs, vinyl, tapes, because that's something that you can't get on. How do you feel about streaming services? Do you have any attachments to physical formats? As, as a street musician, CDs are like the staple of my income. So, you know, when I sell a CD, I, I personally think people buy them because, you know, they're traveling, they see me playing in this touristy area, and they're like, oh, I have something that I couldn't get online, I'm going to pop it in my car and listen to it on my road trip, or listen to it, you know, as I'm, I'm going to this really awesome place. And so, you know, CDs are, are really important for me, um, for what I do. Now, somebody who plays like in a venue, for example, they would probably want to sell something like vinyl. People love vinyl now. Vinyl is coming back. Um, that that really works for you know bands and um, people who play a lot of shows in venues. Um, cassette tapes, for example, cassette tapes are coming back as well. People have still have tape players in their cars, so it's finding creative ways to to use some of the things that aren't digital to your advantage, you're offering people something that they can't get online, because it's so easy to do that. And that's, there's another thing that I, I, I think is really interesting, like promoting your show. People, um, they just rely on Facebook, they make a Facebook event, and then they expect people to come out. Whereas, that's really great, you can put stuff up online, like bands in town, or, or on your website, but what I think is really, really um, effective is personalizing everything. So posters are really important. Postcards, like physical, physical things, really make people um, feel like your music is special, and it, it really encourages people to come out. Because if you're the only musician doing that, while well, everybody else is like, "Oh, let's put the show up on Facebook," you're going to stand out compared to them. Where can we connect with you online and find more of your music? www.katieferrara.com Katie is spelled K-A-T-I-E and Ferrara is spelled F-E-R-R-A-R-A -R 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 -A. and um, if you type in Katie Ferrara you can find my music on, um, on Spotify for example, on YouTube, on my website, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Periscope on every single platform you can think of. So um, you can find my music there. Anything else before we sign off? Thanks for doing this. I just want to thank everybody for watching and thank everybody for supporting my music. And uh, I, I just want to say that I'm really excited for this release. So um, I hope that you enjoy it. And, and I want to thank you for having me on the 
the interview. Mid 10 Listens is sponsored by Unlimited Sounds Publishing and Distribution, LLC, an independent company based in Sacramento, California, specializing in publishing administration and digital distribution services for independent musicians. Find out more at www.ulsounds.com.